0: instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code presson25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies.
1: The
2: Opinion Line on Quartz 96 FM.
1: As the cost of living soars... It seems in one area, at least, there's some light at the end of the tunnel. Adrian Weckler, tech editor with the Irish Independent, joins me to tell us about a new TV and internet price war. Morning to Adrian.
2: Good morning, Gareth.
1: Now, this is fascinating because, you know, I think everyone is trying to get into the whole Irish TV market and now Vodafone has kicked off a price war. Isn't that the case?
2: That's right. So, most people in Ireland, you have a few choices when you go to, you know, to for your telly. Most people will either go for Sky or Virgin. That's most of the market in Ireland. Then there's another chunk that will go for maybe Seraview, which is a, a cheaper version, but only really gives you the Irish channels. And then there's another chunk again who will either put a satellite dish out their back and to get the free sat channels, the, the British channels, and a small chunk, um, which we sometimes talk about, who stick two fingers up at everybody and get a dodgy box, right? But if you're in the legitimate markets, usually Sky and Virgin, and there is a, Air also has um, a package there as well. Vodafone now has come in with a, with a package and a price that really kind of knocks the you know, the bejesus out of a a lot of the others on on pricing terms. So, in general you can for broadband and tv most people now when you buy tv you, it's very hard to get it without broadband the, the providers will generally sell you broadband and tv uh, as a package and hmm. um, vodafone's new package uh, which is for your basic tv so your sky and your bbc and your rt and all that stuff um uh, plus uh, fiber broadband is it's 65 euro a month okay now that's not Buttons. That's not cheap, cheap, but compared to the others, the others all charge around hundred euro a month.
3: Yeah.
2: Um. So over over a few years, you're going to save, you know, a thousand euro plus. Um. Now, just to be clear, you'll see offers from the likes of Sky and Virgin, fifty quid a month for your broadband and TV, and that's true for the first twelve months. You, you normally what you do is with TV. And TV and broadband, you you go for a twelve month contract. There's not there aren't really any pay there aren't many pay as you go options, um, and they'll give you to for fifty euro a month right for the first twelve months. Mm-hmm. And if you're cute, you can keep skipping from say Sky to Virgin to Air, maybe you know even to Vodafone again, Sky Virgin Air, and back from one to the other, and keep paying no more than fifty quid. But the fact is, hardly anybody actually does that. Because now then you're talking about a new remote control every time, a new sort of uh, interface and, you know, new stored content, all of that sort of stuff. So you really have to think about TV and TV and broadband in terms of, you know, a couple of years, two, three, four, five years. And the calculations I've done, which we... um We'll be running actually tomorrow's paper. You're kind of scooping me on this. Um, shows that uh, you can, if you if you go with the, this new package, you'll save over a thousand euro over five years. If 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 you're the type who buys your broadband and TV, and then that's you for a few years.
1: But it, it, is it a case that Vodafone will eventually just put up the price per month? <sighs>
2: I'd be surprised if they did because they're they're trying to get into this market. They're trying to grow market share. So as I said, the vast majority of people who pay a monthly bill for their telly pay it either to Sky and Virgin. Sky is by far the biggest, and then it's Virgin after that. Um, and then it's kind of a hodgepodge of others. Um, but Vodafone wants to get into that space. And what Vodafone did with broadband uh, like a, it has quite a lot of broadband customers now but the way they did it was by charging a couple of euro less it was kind of a bit of a Ryanair approach really uh, a couple of euro less every month and they grew their market share to become the biggest fixed line broadband um, I think uh, outside air I think they're the biggest or the second biggest now in, in Ireland and they do it just by knocking a few quid off so I'd expect that that's what they're going to do with the TV as well
1: it's amazing um, what's the competition like at the moment between say Sky and virgin, as you say the two the two top brands? yeah,
2: it's interesting because if if I'm going to choose between Sky or Virgin, there are a couple of factors number one, um am I in a virgin area that's that's has always been the big thing because Virgin has always relied on it used to be cable and uh, its own cable, and it still has a lot of cable but now it's rolling out fiber. But you couldn't get Virgin unless you were in a quote-unquote, you know, Virgin media area. Um, and so you, if you're not in one of those areas, because it's not all around the country that Virgin is available. Uh, it is generally in the cities. Um, if you're not an area, then you have to go with something else. The other reason you might go with Sky is overall... Sky tends to invest a bit more in the programming. So when you say, see something like Game of Thrones or you're watching a Premier League match, the chances are that's on a Sky channel. So it's very good at using the fact that a lot of the stuff, a lot of the... the, Premium stuff that people want to watch. I'm not talking RT and BBC now. I'm, ta- I'm not not talking about your basic packages, mm. which is what we're talking about when we talk about saving money. If you're talking about your premium stuff, Sky does it very, very well. And like, it has an app, for example, for your phone or your tablet or your your laptop. Where if, for example, if you subscribe to Sky Sports, you can then watch it outside the house on your phone or your tablet. So it's very good at the tech and it's very good at the interfaces. It sometimes costs a few euros more, but that's why you're paying for it. So it's it's a question of, you know, do you just want the basics um, or do you want something a lot more advanced? Now, to be clear, what I've been talking about with Vodafone, you can get Sky Sports and Sky's Movies and all that sort of stuff. But what they do is they make you... Uh, sign up to a thing called Now TV, which is a a, a slightly separate thing, and, and they'll facilitate it on their Vodafone TV service, but it's not quite as integrated as you'll get on Sky or Virgin. So there are a couple of different factors. I should say there's one drawback to the Vodafone um, TV thing that I've been, the, the cheap Vodafone TV thing that I've been talking about. Mm-hmm. You can't record either RTE or BBC on it. Okay? Now, mm-hmm. on Virgin and Sky... Generally speaking, you you can record all the channels. Uh, so if you miss something, you can you know in the old fashioned way, you can you know you can just uh, red button it or whatever, and it it'll store it on on the hard drive or or whatever on the system you have. With the Vodafone box, they haven't secured the rights to to record from RTÉ or BBC which means you you're kind of stuck there so that's a compromise you will make if that's important to you it used to be important to me for things like match of the day right it drove me mad um when i was trying to to, to watch match of the day uh, on BBC but so it won't be important to some people it will be to others
1: can we talk about the 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 costs of all the streaming services because mm, um sure. I'm, I'm still a netflix fan um, yep. I still I, lo- I love a lot of the stuff now I'm, one criticism I would have is that they're now producing what I would regard as a lot of rubbish but there are some <laughs> fantastic movies that for well, come example, here can I
2: ask you because yeah. I hear that criticism an awful lot yeah. oh you know such and such a story. oh they're, they're producing rubbish now has it ever been enough to make you want to quit your subscription
1: no, <laughs> no.
0: hold up
3: That's stamps.com. Code Program. No. <laughs> no. You
2: see, this is the thing. I interviewed um the CEO of Netflix a while back and I put that to him. I said, Look, so the biggest criticism you get that I hear is that you're not creating good stuff. And he said, Look, it it depends who you ask. We 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 will make maybe one or two vampire TV series or movies a year. And we know that even if it's not going to win an Oscar, we know that there's a certain, uh, you know, a quotient of people who actually just like vampire stuff and will subscribe just to see vampire stuff. So there's something about Netflix that you're subscribing to that keeps you on Netflix. Oh,
1: that's I a, think, that's very interesting. Yeah, in which would be the but, most but, pop- popular yeah. now? Is is is, is Netflix? My long way. Yeah. Right.
2: By a, so so the streaming options you have, you've got Netflix, you've got Amazon Prime Video, you've got Disney Plus, very popular in families because um, they've got all of the uh, the Marvel stuff, the Avengers, all the superhero stuff, all the cartoons, all the classic movies. Um, and then you have others like um, uh, Paramount Plus, mm-hmm. you've got um, Apple TV Plus. I mean, there's loads of them. I mean, m- like my monthly bill now because I subscribe to all of them. Because we're in a family here, and I think just just for the streaming services,
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's something like sixty euro a month. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just yeah. for the streaming services. Yeah, which is kind of insane. Um, and I'm always and sometimes the smart thing to do there is to cut one out, say for a month, or cut two out, or only have say two of them for a month. You know, and not have three or four of them. Uh, but then you see what happens is some hit series, your friends will all be talking about it. <laughs> and, and it's on the one don't platform you, that don't you're not don't subscribed have. to. You know? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what right. I
1: mean? Yeah, yeah. And in terms of the future of, of streaming services, mm. are, are we looking at something similar to to television stations? Are we looking at more and more streaming services coming on online? I think we're
2: probably at For the last few years, what we've seen mainly is a lot of the big studios wanting to replicate what Netflix has done and everybody freaking out that maybe cinema isn't the future. And to be fair, we haven't seen cinema audiences come back in in quite the volume after COVID that they were before COVID because like your average tv size now and even a budget tv is now 55 inches most people now almost everyone has a streaming subscription which means they can watch you know movies and stuff at home Mm. um so that has led to all of these streaming services including a few niche ones which i haven't mentioned like indie stuff like mubu and all that sort and hey you reality tv streaming option um I can't see we'll have too many more mainstream ones. We might have a few niche ones, um, but I can't see we'll have too many mo- uh, more. And Netflix, like none of them, as far as I can see, actually make profit or make much of a profit. It's a bit like the music streamers, like Spotify. Like Spotify hasn't has barely made a profit in 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 a decade, and despite you know musicians giving out about it, it, it actually doesn't make money. It's just about trying to. Sure up its, its own market share. So I don't think we'll see that many more video, movie, TV streaming. I still think there's something probably more to be done on the sports, because if you want to watch, say, Premier League football, you have to get a full TV subscription. Um, or or you've got to, you you know, subscribe to Now TV and go for the the sports package or whatever. I think we might see more movement there in terms of individual, more catered for sports packages, a bit like they have in the US Mm. with baseball and American football. But for, you know, the big question here in Ireland is, you know, Or like, what's the future for RTE? Like, do we keep paying a TV license to generally access RTE, or does that go for more of a streaming model? The RTE player, it's only okay. You know, it's quite good when it works, and there's quite a lot of content there, but it can be quite glitchy. So um, I think we're probably at peak choice for streaming now in terms of the main players. We might see some more niche players in the years to come.
1: Yeah, I find with the RTE player, it freezes. Uh, so you've yeah. got you've got to start it all over again. Can, just a couple of a couple of listeners asking in relation to the availability of classic movies. Mm. Say, for example, you go to Netflix, mm. you're looking for a movie from, say, the 1970s, 1980s, yeah. and they say no, it's only available mm. in the US. Why is that? Well,
2: that's that's to do with uh, copyright and streamers. So, the, what say if you take one of those classic movies? Now, typically, what's going to happen there is one of the studios will have the rights to that classic movie, and you might you might see it in the states on a service like Turner uh, Classics, Turner's TCM, Turner Classic Movies, for example. But they won't have an agreement in place with Netflix or with Amazon or with Disney or one of the others to show it outside the US. It's kind of weird. If you remember the old days when the DVDs used to be region specific, that infuriating thing. So you'd see, you'd be on holidays in Florida and you'd see a, you know, like Star Wars for like, you know, $5 or something and you'd bring it home and it wouldn't work in your DVD player. It's a little bit like that. It's to do with controlling the rights to the movies. Now in future I think that's starting to wane. There's There's a few, if there are a few services, a few websites you can go to i think watch now is one of the, one of them and then there's another one as well where you can actually pull up the website put in the name of the movie or the TV series you want to watch and it'll tell you according to which country you're in because it'll detect which country and what streaming service it's available on mm-hmm. or whether you're going to have to go and rent it or buy it on the likes of iTunes or you know YouTube or something or whether even that is not available to you so mm-hmm. i use i use those kind of services all the time
1: We've come a long way from Netscape Navigator, haven't we?
2: Oh my god, I remember <laughs> Netscape Navigator. That's you too. you you're going back to like mid-90s yeah. there. Uh, yeah, I'd say 90, no, 93, mm.
1: no, 94, 95. Just uh, fr- mm. from 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 a, a a tech editor's point of view, can you describe to listeners who have never heard of Netscape Navigator what was it? Yeah. Oh god.
2: <laughs> So when you, when is, you, is when that, you, is that uh, a specific, your,
1: maybe it's easier to no, describe no, no, the, the no, offside rule? no?
2: <laughs> no, when you switch your laptop on, yeah. okay, and you, you open up your internet, your internet, that's either going to be. Internet Explorer or it's gonna be Chrome or if you've got an Apple MacBook it's gonna be Safari or or it might be Firefox. They're called internet browsers. Netscape was the first real mainstream internet browser. So if you had if you were one of the tiny few who had an internet connection in the mid nineties, the the, the actual thing, the program, the thing on your laptop that you double-clicked to open to get onto the Internet was more likely to be Netscape, okay? It was mm-hmm. an independent service. Now, Microsoft basically killed it because they copied it and they came up with their own thing called Internet Explorer, and they bundled that free with every PC, every desktop or laptop – and Netscape couldn't compete with it, and it was a whole thing, and there were court cases over it, and that eventually the European Commission ended up coming in and, and telling Microsoft you can't do that anymore. So it was a it was a whole big thing. But Netscape, net that was the glory days. They were there was the early sort of version. If you had a Netscape, if you if you were on Netscape, that was sort of like. You know, having one of the first, even pre Nokia, one of the first Motorola mobile phones. Like, that's the type of vintage you're talking about.
1: And if you learned how to design a website, you became a millionaire, didn't you?
2: Oh, and not only designed the website, but also you could just, uh, you know, come up with any old sort of idea, put a .com on it, and then, like, (laughs) float it, and you'd make, like, $100 million. (laughs)
1: Great to chat to Adrian Happy New Year to you Thanks for joining us Happy New Year Gareth Thanks a lot Adrian Weckler there Tech Editor with the Irish Independent Fascinating Netscape Navigator um, Google it if you've never heard of it before You know they were happy old times They were simple days You know when we all lived in cardboard boxes and things And your computer was so big and clunky That it would actually break the table surface That you put it on um, And then the old landline Can you stay off the phone downstairs I'm trying to get on to the